0: Welcome to ABU Arnold Benson Unified Church. If this is your first time and we're excited to have you, Um, you'll find in the comments below different ways that you can connect with us. Uh, Let us know where you're from. If you have a prayer request, we would love to pray with you. Uh, just a, a couple of quick announcements in the month of June is going to be pretty busy. Uh, we have a couple of service opportunities of cleaning up in the neighborhood and partnering with the city church doing a prayer walk and cleaning. And also June 18th, market on your calendars, June 18th, we're actually having baptism celebrations at Montelongo Swing Pool there at Rogers Park. So if you're a follower of Jesus, but you've never been baptized, we want to encourage you to sign up in the comments below. We would love um, to help you accomplish that, give you a certificate and just really celebrate that as you continue to walk with the Lord. Um, But let's go ahead and move into today's message I'm excited to bring you. I think there's a lot of things that kind of bring a lot of emotions out of all of us. And I want to ask you that question. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? I think some people it might be dealing with animals, it might be snakes or or bugs that really freak them out and bring fear. Um, it could be clowns or anim or uh, dolls, right? Some people have a, a deeper response. They may say it's losing somebody that love or maybe dying too young. But we all have things in our life and we've all experienced things in our life that brings fear, right? That makes us afraid. Well, today's message is called "Why Are You Afraid? Why Are You Afraid?" We're going to be reading out of Matthew, um, of story or uh, history lesson, right? Mark four, verses thirty-four through forty-one. We're going to be reading about Jesus and his disciples and some some things that will happen um, that I really feel like God is trying to speak to us today. Because Jesus understands uh, that we won't always be ready for the things that life brings, but. He wants to put to bed the fears that can become controlling. Okay, he wants to put to bed the fears that can become controlling. I'm all tongue-tied in that. Um, But let me pray, and of course, then we'll dive into the Word, and we'll get started. Father, we just come right now um, just acknowledging that there are things that make us afraid. Um, Father, I'm just so grateful that you understand this, that you see this, and that you're willing to walk with us through this and help Um, us not be controlled um, by the things that cause this fear, that cause these emotions in our life. So, Lord, I just pray that we would all have ears to to hear today, that you would be leading us. And just as we press on this week, Lord, um, that the things that come up, uh, no matter what emotions they may bring, no matter what hardships they may come with, um, that we would trust you and know that you are faithful and that you are with us and what we learn today to help us weather this storm. So, Father, we just thank you for this. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you have a Bible, of course, we're going to be in Luke, not, not Luke, Mark chapter 4. I messed that all up, starting at verse uh, 35, and of course, I will have the verses on the screen. But starting at verse 35, it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in a boat and started out, leaving the crowd behind. Although other boats followed, but soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was asleep at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care what we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the waves and said, Silence! Be still! Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Mm. So maybe you've heard this story, right? About them getting in the boat, the storms coming it's just, man, it's really shook him to the core, to the fact that they're like, man, Jesus, you don't see what's going on, man. Things are crazy. We need you right now. And he wakes up and he's just like, y'all really tripping about the storm. Snaps his fingers right. He spoke it and everything just stopped. And then they're freaking out like, dang, like, did you just see what just happened? It's night and day. Well, I think we all have those moments where the storms are overwhelming in our life. And I feel like God is trying to speak a couple of things to us today that hopefully will help you get through these moments. The first thing is, if we want God's presence, we have to be present. Let me say that again. If we want God's presence, we want to see God move in our situation, working in our hand, we have to be present. And starting in verse 35, it says, As the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. You see, we all say that we want to hear from God. But how much effort do we really put investing in trying to listen? Let's be honest about it. Because it's hard to have a conversation if someone else isn't present to have it. The disciples, they chose to follow Jesus, right? But how many times have people said, oh, you know, I'm following Jesus. Or they said a prayer, they accepted Jesus, and then they pretty much go about their life. And then they're like, man, you know, I'm really looking for God's presence. I don't feel God. Um, but they're really not investing any time. What did the disciples do? They understood to truly receive what he had to offer, to learn, to be transformed, to be a witness. They would have to be devoted to Jesus in the way that they just did life with Jesus. They were there all the time. They included him in everything. And by doing so, the moment he spoke, they were available to listen and respond. See, that's key. It doesn't mean that they always understood what was said, but they put in the work to be available. church. We have to learn to be devoted. We have to put in the work to hear his voice through the kids crying, right? Through people at work complaining, through the noise of life trying to influence our our mind. We have to be intentional in seeking Jesus in our life. And we spend hours investing in things that are going to entertain us, that are going to relax us, that are going to take our minds off of things. But there is no greater investment that we can make than our life The being intentional with the one who's always intentional with us. It has to start there. In verse 36 it says, So they took Jesus in the boat and they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. When we respond to what Jesus speaks, we need to make sure that we don't leave him behind. Okay, let me say it again. When we respond to what Jesus is trying to tell us, we need to make sure we don't leave him behind. Because sometimes we get so excited, we're just like, oh my gosh, this is what we're going to do, God. Oh, I'm ready for this. And we just take off running. When God's like, hold up, I didn't tell you to run. I said to walk. And if you have kids or you watch kids before, you know what I mean. When you told a kid, hey, we're going to go do this. Or, hey, we're going to go over here. What happens? A lot of times the kids are like, oh, I know what to do now. I'm gone, right? They take off running. And you're like, hold up, hold up. I didn't say that. Slow down. Like, we're going to walk over there. I didn't say we're going to run. Well, I think that's us a lot of times, too. Jesus is like, look, I want you to have childlike faith, but I don't want you to act like children. OK, there is a difference because uh, we have to move at his pace uh, so we don't find ourselves out of place. Right. We have to move at his pace so we don't find ourselves out of place. Because sometimes if we run ahead, of Him, we're going to find ourselves in a bunch of things uh, that are, we're going to be like, man, I thought you told me to go this way. And he's like, I didn't say to go at that pace. I didn't say to go the way that you chose. Just because I I showed you a glimpse of what's to come, you have to follow me and trust me to guide you there. And that's a hard thing to do because God will reveal something to you. And as soon as you know where God is going to take you, it's real easy to get excited. It's real easy to get fired up. And you already want to be there. For me, it was like planting this church. The moment he told me to plant this church, I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's start having services tomorrow. We do this, this, and that. Well... I quickly found out, well, it's going to be a journey to get to that point, and and it's one we're still in the process, but if I'm not careful, if I'm not patient, if I'm not trusting and following him, then I'm going to be running ahead of him, and I'm going to be causing headaches later down the road that I could have avoided, and so he wants us to be mindful of these things, okay? Just because there's many options to transport us to a destination doesn't mean that we just get any vehicle that we want to choose. We have to make sure that it's Jesus that's making the choice. So if you're struggling with the pace that he's having you at, may, maybe you need to ask him, you know what, fix my perspective. Maybe I'm seeing things wrong. Because often it's the things that we're not seeing that God wants us to know. So don't miss the lesson because you're focusing on the blessing. Amen. The work he's doing today, uh, man, it's going to help us for the things that are coming tomorrow. Um, it's going to help us be informed, be equipped, and be empowered. Um Because like I said, when we jump the gun uh, and not lean on him, we're going to find ourselves depending on ourselves. And we're going to be working twice as hard and it's going to take twice as long. So don't do that. okay? so to be present, to be available, we have to be intentional in walking with Jesus and know that, okay, I got to follow his way. I got to do things at his pace. I got to trust where he's leading me. Even when it's difficult, even when it's not as fast as I would like it to be, I have to be patient and understand that when he's got in my life, good things are always going to come. Because I know when I take over the reins, man, I, I could set myself up for some things, uh, man, that are not going to be easy. Amen. So that's the first thing. The second thing I felt like I was speaking today is don't let your view block God's perspective. OK, don't let your view block God's perspective. Verse 37, it says, But soon a fierce storm came up, and high waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Man, I can only imagine being in a storm like that, right? That storm is not light showers. That storm is intense. That storm will make you feel some type of way. And I don't know if you've ever been in a boat, uh, but in a boat, and then waves get to rocking. Man, it messes with your footing, right? Now you're starting to feel unstable. You're starting to feel like you get knocked down real easily. And that's what this is talking about, man. It said they were high waves breaking into the boat. Man, So just the intensity, man. I'm, I'm sure they were stumbling around. And then when you started looking around, you start seeing water fill up in the boat. Man, they thought the worst. They were like, oh, no, we're, we're going down. This thing is not going to make it. And some of us have been going through a storm similar to this. That it feels like, man, it's it's not a storm that you've been through in the past. It's one like no other. And in fact, it's starting to look like things are headed to an end that you're not going to make it out of. That you're not going to get through. You're starting to see that your boat is filling up. And, and you can't get your footing. You're getting tossed about. And it seems like one thing after another just keeps coming and coming. And you're just like, man, is this it? Is this how it's going to end? Is this the end for me? That's a tough place to be no matter who you are. Even a season... Uh, follower of Jesus Uh, if the disciples half of them a couple of not half of them but several of them four of them were fishermen so they were used to being on a boat and used to being in the sea but they weren't calming nobody down I'm sure they were all freaking out as well Um, and it's important for us to understand the path that Jesus leads us can come with some storms that we'll have to endure sometimes he leads us places that are difficult And then we start to question, man, is this part of the journey? Like, did I choose the right route? You may be like, man, the reason I chose to follow Jesus is to avoid these things, to escape these things. Um, And I get it because I I was at that place too. But I want you to understand that storms are always going to be part of life, whether you're with Jesus or not. That's just part of things that we're going to have to go through. But he'll always get you through it and make you better from it. That's the difference. That's a huge difference. Sometimes we start drawing conclusions before one's even made, and we start adding to our problems that we don't even have to do. I've seen this happen a lot of times, where people are like, man, you know what, this is tough right now, but I could already see these things happening, and they start stressing and worrying about it. And I'm like, well, has those things happened yet? They're like, well, no, but it's a possibility. I'm like, hold up. You're making yourself even more wore out. You're wearing yourself down when you don't even have to, okay? You got to slow down. You got to pump the brakes. You got to quit adding to that stress, to that worry, to that storm when you don't even have to about things that even haven't even happened yet. So when the storms come, I want you to see them as an opportunity to grow because they are. And God will use this in, in new ways to sharpen you, to help you let go of some things and make you better from it. And understand, sometimes he's going to lead you places where you're going to have to face a storm. That's difficult, right? The next verse 38, it says, Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion, and the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Have you ever felt like that? You're like, okay, I get that Jesus is going to lead me sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to have to face storms in that process. But he doesn't see how crazy it is. He doesn't see how tense And Why is he so silent? Why isn't he not moving? Why don't I see him? Why don't I feel him? The disciples weren't crazy of acting like this, because we understand we do the same thing, don't? don't we? You've probably done it yourself where you found yourself in that position and you start tripping out and flipping out, right? And you're like, man, this storm is going to take me out. I'm not going to survive. God, I thought you said you love me. I thought you said you're going to be here. I thought you said I could count on you. Where are you? And you start freaking out. The disciples were the same way. They say, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? It says that they woke him up shouting, I don't know about how y'all wake somebody up, but I know a lot of times I just get thrown my body in. My wife, Desiree, could tell you I'm not the best person to wake somebody up, all right? Uh, But they were like in full panic mode, right? They were freaking out. So you can imagine the way that they were trying to wake up Jesus. Yeah, I'm sure they were shouting, but I'm sure they were just acting crazy to wake him up. And what was he doing? Sleeping, right? I think sometimes we misinterpret God's silence in our lives. We think that he's not moving because we don't hear something or we don't see something. Uh, When it's really further from the truth, man, God is always working in our life. But as I pondered this and I meditated and I prayed about this and I was just, you know, really spending time with Jesus about this. I'm like, man, why are you asleep in a storm sometimes? Like, what's the deal with that? Man, he gave me something that I think we all need to hear. See, the reason that he could sleep is because it's not beyond his control and ability. And so we shouldn't lose sleep over something that's already been made to work in our favor. Okay, let me say that again. The reason that he could sleep during a storm is because he's still in control. It's still not beyond him. So that should bring comfort and some peace in our life. Because that means we shouldn't lose sleep about what we're going through either. Because at the end of the day, it's all going to turn around and it's all going to work in our favor. And it has a purpose and it has a reason behind it. So that's good news and that's comforting news, but that's something that's hard to grasp and it's hard to see whenever you're going through it. That's the truth, right? The next verse says, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. (laughs) I love that verse because when Jesus speaks, things happen. And it's the same thing with God. If you read in the beginning of Genesis, he spoke things into existence, including us and the world around us. God is still speaking things and they're still happening to the way that he says. And that's a beautiful thing. There's no maybes. There's no sometimes it happens. No, there's nothing that's ever going to go to the opposite of what he's already spoken. And so no matter how out of control our situation is, Jesus can speak peace into it. Mm, Hallelujah, right? You can stop right there. Right after he spoke, a storm stopped and a great calm took over. When we speak the word in our life, when we speak the things that he said that are truth, Man, we can receive the calmness, the peace that would stop us from being swept by the winds of the waves that we're facing. Just like the storms can happen suddenly, we are loved by a God that can move suddenly too. So, when we're praying, when we're reading the word over our situations, we should be attaching an expectation of God to move because He does what He says. He doesn't just say something and not come through with it. Man, what God says, He means and He does. And so don't read and be praying, wishing, man, God, I hope you're going to do this. Your word says this. You know, I'm hoping for it, but I don't know. No, believe it. Proclaim it. Stand on that thing. Okay, let it be your anchor in your storm because it is going to happen and it will come to pass because what he speaks happens. Amen. I love this verse in Isaiah 55, 11, and it speaks to this. It says, it is the same with my word. I send it out. And it always produces fruit. Let me just stop right there. It always produces He says, I send it out. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. So what does that mean, right? For one, what he says happens. And that means even a storm like this, even something that's hard and is difficult, can still be used for good. So the power for us is to tap in knowing that God speaks in our life, in his word. So when we release our life, we align ourselves with his will, man, it's going to happen in a way that's going to leave us all. And it's going to show that he's with us, right? And it's going to ignite us to share with others and provide hope for others in their situation. So let's not let our view, right? The things that we see around us, the things that our emotions are telling us, block us from the truth of God's perspective. We need the storms. Uh, uh, we need to see the storms as an opportunity to grow, right? Because yes, they're hard. But they are useful. So don't lose sleep. But praise God for how he's going to work in this situation. And he's going to use it to grow you. Because when we shift our focus on his truth. We can gain his perspective. And we can also gain his peace in the chaos. Amen. Third thing I want us to take away is this. Embrace what you face. Embrace what you face. Verse 40 says. Then he asked him. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Mm." He was calling them out, right? But naturally, what we go through affects us, and it affects us in multiple ways. And Jesus is saying, man, the same way that these storms are affecting you, I want you to be affected by the things that I do in your life in a positive way, the things that you experience with me. Because our experience with him should be always growing our trust and our faith in him. And when these moments come, uh, we should be reflecting on these things instead of allowing the storms to consume us. Instead of uh, us stressing, right, uh, we need to replace our stress with his peace, our worries with his truth, our weaknesses with his strength, our struggles with his praise. And our praise should always be greater than our complaints because our God is always greater than our problems, right? And when it's not, when it shows, uh, man, that we have a lack of trust and a lack of faith. Whenever we're just being overwhelmed and we've been with God and walking, he's been telling these things. He's been equipping us, preparing us. And we're just like, Oh, I'm still dying. Lord, why are you we're freaking out? He's like, man, I've been sharpening you to handle this situation. So you're not consumed. So you're not overwhelmed. And you are still referring back to things of your old self. Like, no, I gave you the tools for a reason. I want you to use them, man. And so that's something that we need to do. And a great way to do that is, uh, Man, just by reflecting on the ways that God has showed up and showed out in your life in the past. In the Old Testament, what you would always see after God would do something, that the people would always build an altar and then they would offer a sacrifice immediately right after. And then they would always go back every year to offer another sacrifice and just remember and just to praise God about it. And the reason they did it. It's for one, because God asked them to, but it's because they needed that reminder. And I think we all need that reminder of the things that God has been there for us in our lives, in our situations. And we need to always go back and reflect that whenever we're faced with a new task that's difficult and that's hard. Um, Because it doesn't matter how many storms that we go through, God is still faithful and he's still going to do something through it. And one way to help us get through it is by reflecting on the ways that he's done it in the past. But sometimes we forget about it because we're just looking at the present and we're looking at our surroundings. And God's saying, look, man, you've already seen me do something great. You've already seen me move in even better ways than what you're going through now. Trust that I'm going to do it again. Believe that I'm going to do it again. Proclaim that I'm going to do it again because I'm going to do it again. And that's because he's faithful like that. So new storms are always going to come. And yet God is still going to be faithful and he's going to provide in ways that are never changing he's always going to do it verse 41 it says then the disciples were absolutely terrified who is this man they asked each other even the winds and the waves obey him they're all freaking out (laughs) and it's funny because uh it says they were terrified and i think sometimes we could hear things about fear the lord and all these things and we think of god as you know being this ruler that's pointing his finger at us and stuff but that's the furthest from the truth because god isn't trying to terrify us into submission, okay that's not God he's trying to love us into a relationship, so he's not trying to be an associate he's not trying to be a friend with benefits uh, he's trying to have a bond that nourishes and enriches all aspects all aspects of our lives because then the things that we experience are going to flow from us and it's going to flow out to those around us and when we allow ourselves to be infe- invested with Jesus. As he is with us, there won't be any questioning who he is or what he does. There's only going to be appreciation and gratitude and a joy, uh, man, that is unmatched. And a peace even in the middle of these storms. So church, embrace what you face because you don't have to embrace it alone, right? Jesus is always with us. God's always with us. The Holy Spirit's always with us. And through it, you'll have an experience with God that no one can deny, and then no one can take from you. These moments reveal where your faith really is. And it will display how much you actually trust and believe God. It will show uh, outside of God, uh, man, all these other remedies that you would try, man, are always going to come up short, right? They're never going to last. Um, they'll never be enough. And it's not always easy to have that moment that you see that where you thought your faith was real strong and then you get shook and you're like, man, you know what? I wasn't believing or being as faithful as I thought I was. Well, it's okay because it's always a great wake-up call to realign yourself and understand the truth of a relationship because God wants a deeper relationship that strengthens our faith. Amen? So my challenge for all of us this week is this. Weather your storm. Weather your storm. Because we've talked about this several times. Storms happen. They're going to come, and God wants to help you weather it. So we need to know to be in God's presence, we need to be present, right? Be intentional, including Him in everything in your life. This will help our views not get in the way of God, showing us the truth in His perspective. It's going to be providing peace and anchor in our life and preventing us from adding stress and worry um, that shouldn't take place. because storms will come, and the truth of them will reveal our relationship with God. But no matter how intense, they'll all work in favor, uh, growing us in ways that are needed. And so this week, what, the way I want you to weather your storm is real easy. I want you to think back at one storm that you've been through, one that was real impactful in your life, um, but one that God had grown you in and that he displayed his faithfulness in. And I want you just to write that out and just record that. And it doesn't, I mean, it could be several pages if you want. It could be real short, just something. But I want you to write it out so you, whenever you're facing it this week, you can reflect back on God's faithfulness in a previous time. The second thing I want to challenge you to do this week to weather your storm is to write out a verse that speaks life into you in your situation. So, it, man, uh the moment it might be like, you know, trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. In, in Proverbs, I think that's three, five. Um, that's a great verse to, have, to just to write out and post sticky notes somewhere because a hard time is going to come and it might come this week. And if we reflect on the way God was faithful, if we reflect on what His Word says and we speak those truths, it's going to help us weather the storms that we face. And that's what God wants to do. He don't want you to get terrified and to run backwards. He wants to help you always keep pushing forward and experience Him in new ways so you can help other people that are in storms. And understand, at the end of the day, the storms are going to leave and the sun's still going to be shining. And He wants to help you grow through the process and get through it. And so that's the challenge for this week. Weather the storm. Write down a way that God has been faithful and reflect on it this week whenever you're struggling and do the same with the verse that is impactful, uh, that brings comfort and peace into your boat because Jesus is in our boat. He says, hey, you don't have to lose sleep over these things because I'm with you and I'll always help you get through them and I'll always help you grow and get better from them. So let me pray and we'll close out today. Father, I just thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, and I just thank you that um, you see storms before they occur in our life, so you're not caught off guard by Um But you also understand that we're always not going to expect them, um, but you always want to help equip us to endure them and to get through them and to even learn new things from them. And so, Lord, I just pray as we enter storms that we can look back at previous ways that you've been faithful in our life. Uh, that we will look back at your word and we use that as anchors in our storms to help us not get tossed and, and overthrown by the things that are trying to consume us, but to help us continue to press forward and trust you and know that, man, Jesus isn't losing sleep, neither should I. Because Father, we know that if we want to feel your presence, then we have to be present. We have to include you uh, so that way we can be available when you speak and so we can learn to respond. And we also know that, Man, uh, that sometimes the view, the things that we see, uh, man, it it really blocks your perspective, Lord. And if we have your perspective, um, that we can have comfort of how to get through this. So, Lord, help us not get consumed by the view, um, but instead be consumed by your perspective. And then, Father, as we do all these things, man, we just do ask that you help us embrace the things that we face, that we wouldn't run from these things, but instead we'll run through these things, following you, and, man, just glorifying you and helping others learn how to, man, weather these storms as well. So, Father, I just thank you from brothers and sisters. I pray that they receive this this week, that they would be ignited this week to press forward, and that you would just continue to do uh, just amazing, awesome things in ways that marks our lives. And, it, man, it just shines in their families. So, Father, we love you. We trust you. And pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I pray this encouraged you. I pray this helped you weather your storm this week or even in the months or the years to come. And just know that God is faithful, that he's always present. And he just wants a loving relationship that you be with him every day. That's all he's asking. He's not asking for much, but he's willing to give a lot. So I love y'all. God bless y'all. If you want to get baptized, make sure to sign up. And I'll catch y'all next week. Be on the lookout for things to come. Have a great week. Bye.